Empress of Blandings is proud to present the final installment of Jack Cassidy's thrilling adventures in Hard Boiled. She hung up, just hung up, just like that. Au revoir, she said, au revoir, so casual, ooh, when she should be hoping I don't revoir her ever again, because it'll be the last thing she ever does, voir. Effie, take a deep breath. Don't you tell me to take a deep breath. I'll breathe when I've got Jack back in this office, safe and sound. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Sarge. I, I should be thanking you for rushing over here so quickly. I'm just so worried. I shouldn't have left her all alone in that hangar. I knew it was a bad idea when I left, but I went anyway. It's all right. You've had quite a shock. And I know Jack can take care of herself, but this Vivian, or whatever her real name is, ooh, she's tricky. She tricked Jack Bagood once before, and now she's got her in her clutches. Oh, Sarge, what are we gonna do? We? Huh? I'm afraid there ain't any we about this, Miss Strabitsky. This is a matter for the police. What do you mean? Look, I know this is very frightening for you, but I'm going to need you to try and keep calm. I'm calm? If I were you, I'd make myself a nice cup of tea, sit here, and concentrate on drinking it. And don't worry your head about Jack, okay? Me and my boys will get her back all right. Make myself a nice cup of... Make, 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 make myself a nice... You expect me to just sit here sipping salada while Jack languishes in the secret hideaway as some sinister jewel-thieving ring? Are you wacky or something? My dear sergeant, I must say... Jeepers! Miss Stell, <laughs> I forgot you were still hanging around here. Well, of course I'm still here. Darling, Jack is a very dear friend of mine, you know. You've only met her once. One has an instinct about these things. I feel as if I've known Jack my whole life, and of course I'm invested in her welfare. Anyway, it's my diamond you'll be needing to get her back. Ah, yes. I will be needing you to hand that over, Miss Dell, if you've no objection. None whatever. What is a mere bauble compared to the life of a woman who, as I say, I consider one of my dearest friends? Here you are, darling. Take it, and good riddance. But, as I was about to say... Yes? Well, are you quite, quite confident in the ability of you and your boys to safely retrieve Miss Cassidy from the clutches of this woman? What? Yes! Well, of course I am. I mean, do you feel secure in the wisdom of your decision to reject any help from Miss Trembitsky in your efforts? Help? Uh, well... I, I mean, no offense, F, but... Far be it, of course, for me to say that I have absolutely no faith in the police force. But, you see, in light of the fact that I do have absolutely no faith in the police force... Miss Dell, do you think you could give me a few minutes to speak to Miss Strambitsky alone? Very well, darlings. If you really don't think you could use my advice... Oh, Effie, dear, do you have a phone I could use quickly before I affect my egress? Sure, you can use the one in Jack's office. Thank you, darling. I won't be a moment. Look, Effie, I know you care about Jack, but- Sarge, come on! Jack is in danger! You think you can just hand over the diamond and Vivian will hand over Jack and everything will be boomsa-daisy? You can't trust this woman. She's got a bad habit of bumping off people she thinks could make trouble for her down the road. I know that. And that's all the more reason for you to leave this in the hands of the police. I've got the diamond now, so we can take care of everything, all right? So you're, what, just gonna show up to the bridge and make the swap? You're not gonna rescue her first? How do you even know Vivian will hand her over? Well, how would you suggest I go about rescuing her first? Do you know where Vivian is calling from? Well, no, but we could at least try to... There isn't any we. You just stay here and make a nice cup of tea, like I said. 
Maybe buy yourself a donut, too, and try to relax. Take it easy. Take it easy? F, I've handled kidnappings before. I'm just treating you the way I would treat any other civilian. But I'm not any other civilian. The person who's been kidnapped is my... boss. And you know me, Sarge. Yeah, but... What if this were the other way around? Huh? What if I'd been kidnapped? You'd get Jack to help you rescue me, right? Well, that's different. How? You're not a detective, Effie. You're a secretary, and I got no use for a secretary helping me and my boys face off against a serious criminal. I'm sorry. Okay, F. If you want to be helpful, why don't you, uh... Let's see. Hey, tidy the office a bit. And then when we get Jack back, she'll return to a nice clean office. That'd be a nice surprise for her, huh? You... I promise. I will have Jack back to you, safe and sound, before the day is out. Goodbye, Effie. Ooh! Why, I Tidy the office! Ooh! Is that horrible sergeant gone, darling? Yes, he's gone. Oh, you're still on the phone. Yes. Sorry, darling. Just finishing up this last call. I'm sorry, dear. Where were we? Yes. Yes, quite. Very well. I'll see you here in, shall we say, 15 minutes? Lovely. Ta-ta! Are you all right? Poor sweet. The way that sergeant was speaking to you. Too shaming. You may be sure that if I ever host another murder mystery dinner party and invite a variety of detectives to try and solve the crime, he will not be on the list. Now, what is our first order of business? Our first order of business? To rescue Jack, of course. Where do you suggest we start? But the Sarge said... Oh, the Sarge said... The Sarge said... Buncombe and Flapdoodle! What? Flap, my dear girl, Doodle. I was so looking forward to making you and Jack fixtures at as many of my little soirees as possible. And I'd be dashed if I'm going to leave her fate in the hands of some woolly-witted police officers. Now, any ideas about where Vivian might be hiding? No, I... I, I wasn't... Did you just tell someone to meet you here in 15 minutes? Well, of course I have absolute faith in your skills, darling. But who knows what sort of backup Vivian may have. Perhaps a whole gang of jewel thieves keeping Jack under guard? I thought it would be as well if I could just rustle up a bit of a posse comitatus. A what? Just plain posse, if you prefer. They're on their way now. Miss Dell, who did you just call? <laughs> You're still here. Glad to see you didn't get any bright ideas about how to untie yourself in my absence. <sighs> you just had to make a quick telephone call. Don't fret that handsome, close-cropped head of yours, Miss Cassidy. When someone comes along with a diamond, then you can be on your way. <laughs> no. Language. <laughs> well, I suppose I could consider taking the gag out, yes. I really don't think there's anyone near enough to hear you scream, but I wouldn't try screaming if I were you. There. <coughs> I've never really been much of a screamer. No, you're hardly the ideal model of a damsel in distress. Sorry to disappoint. Any point in asking what this place is you've got us holed up in exactly? You're a detective, aren't you? Haven't you tried to detect it? It's awfully dark down here to be doing much detecting. 
And I'm still feeling the effects of that bingo you jabbed into my neck. Say, whatever happened to slipping a chloroformed silk handkerchief over my nose and mouth? I thought that was how the better class of criminals incapacitated their victims. <laughs> chloroformed handkerchiefs. You are sweet. Oh, they're passe now, eh? No, for the sake of aesthetics and cheap detective stories, I understand they're still quite de rigueur. But now that you're in on a little secret of the trade, they're actually terribly impractical. You'd have to hold a chloroformed handkerchief over your face for at least five minutes for you to feel any effect, and I doubt you would have consented to hold still for that long. Of course, now that you're tied up, we could try it as a scientific experiment if you'd like. No, thank you. Hmm. Suit yourself. Anyway, I personally always carry a little case of hypodermic syringes in my evening bag. Much more efficient. Well, it's a real treat to be down here with such a consummate professional. Nonsense. The honor is entirely mine. Wasn't often I have the pleasure of kidnapping such an able, brilliant private eye as- Oh, shove it. I beg your pardon? I said shove it, why don't you? Temper, temper. Well, hell, I don't really see any reason to be pleasant to the woman who knocked me out and tied into a pipe in some mysterious basement hallway. Especially after the last time we met. I hope you're not going to hold a grudge about that. You must realize I didn't mean anything personal. Believe me, I do. Just simple business. I would have behaved the exact same way if you'd been a man. Yeah? Well, that makes me feel a lot better. You could have gone to a man instead, you know. What? I mean, I know I did a swell job of playing the sap for you. All that hooey you fed me about being glad you came to me because male dicks didn't take you seriously. Well, now it seems like a man would have been all the much more likely to fall for your load of blarney. So what gives? Why pick on me in the first place? Well, your name in the directory is just Jack Cassidy, and at first I assumed... Sure, but it would have been real easy to find out I was a dame. And Cassidy isn't even at the top of the list of PIs in Edmonton. You could have gone with Ted Andrews or Harry Brace, so why pick on me? What does it matter why I picked you, Jacqueline? You did play the sap for me anyway, didn't you? Quite marvelously, I might add. And you still have that same sweet little secretary. Emmy, is it? Effie. <laughs> Effie, yes. I'm so glad to see she's still with you. She seemed quite distressed when she found us in your office that night, and I would just hate to think that I caused any kind of friction between the two of oh, you. shut up. Oh, dear. Still a sore point, is it? Poor Jack. I seem to have touched a nerve. Miss Stell, really, you don't have to go to all this trouble. Nonsense, darling. Apart from anything else, I feel quite responsible for the mess dear Jack is in. After all, it's my diamond that started the whole trouble, and I was foolish enough to miss that the woman I thought was a charming American socialite was in fact a cunning imposter. Was she still using the name Vivian St. Clair at your dinner party? Yes, indeed. She dropped me a line a few days before to introduce herself and say she'd heard that one could count on meeting the most fascinating people at my little soirees and declare that she knew she was being terribly forward, but she would be ever so obliged if I could see my way to extending her an invitation. Of course, I was too terribly pleased and flattered and said she was welcome to come. So silly of me not to have found out anything else about her beforehand. But you know, my dear, I'm normally such a marvelous judge of character. Oh, except for that little Nazi thing. Did you talk to her during the party? Do you remember anything she said? I've been racking my brains, darling, but nothing comes to mind. 
It was quite a large festive sort of gathering, you know, and I don't believe I devoted as much attention to her as a good hostess should. But don't fret. That's just exactly why I've called people in to help. Okay, you keep saying that, but you still haven't told me who exactly. Come in. Oh, regarde, Jean. N'est-ce pas exactement ce que tu penses en imaginant un bureau de détective privé? La vite givrie et toute la petite porte patente. Quelle merveille! Uh, Monsieur Montesquieu and Jolie were also at the party, Miss Rembitsky. And when they heard Miss Cassidy was in danger, they were only too glad to come and offer their services. We were dreadfully upset when Madame Dale told us what had happened, Mademoiselle Strembitsky. We were so charmed with you and Miss Cassidy, and if there's anything at all we can do to help, we will be glad to do so. Oui, et un vrai, de vrai enlèvement. C'est presque aussi palpitant qu'un vrai, de vrai meurtre. Chut. We were seated next to this Viviane for a good portion of the evening, and perhaps something she said may be a useful clue. Well, thank you. I... See, Mrs. Buller, I told you we had the right building. Sorry, everyone. We got here as fast as we could. Hiya, other Effie. Gabriel! And Effie? How do you two know Primula Dell? Oh, I don't. I was having lunch with Gabe and Millie when they got the call, and I tagged along. <laughs> I'm sure you know, my dear, that I am an avid miniature golfer. I didn't, but I guess it doesn't surprise me. And I happened to strike up conversation a while back with the proprietors of the charming new course that just opened, only to discover that we had a friend in common in dear Miss Cassidy. So of course I invited them to the next little party I was hosting as well. I've cultivated a good many up-and-coming talents in my time, darlings. But I said to myself, Primula, a murder-solving Métis miniature golf magnate is something quite original. I suppose it is. Sam had to stay behind on the farm at the last minute to prepare for this blizzard that's coming in. And Millie had to stay to close down the golf course for the same reason. Gabe and I just had to come back to do whatever we could to help. Listen, it it's really very kind of all of you to show up, but the Sarge was right. I have no idea where Vivian is keeping Jack. Well then, my dear girl, start getting an idea. Start looking for clues and piecing them together. My goodness, and you call yourself a detective. Um... Actually, no, I don't. I'm just a secretary. Oh, pish-tosh. A mere formality. Private eyes don't bring ordinary secretaries along with them every which where. You've helped Miss Cassidy crack a number of cases, haven't you? I guess so. Well, start cracking this one. You do care about your boss, don't you? Of course I do. You're concerned for her welfare. I'm a darn sight more than just concerned, Miss Dell. More concerned, I might venture to surmise as a quick aside that you would be if your boyfriend was being held for ransom? What? Well, yeah, of course. I care about Jack more than I'd ever care for some boyfriend. Well, then, let's all put our heads together and crack this case. Okay. Okay, let's do it. I mean, there can't be that many places she could possibly be, right? McGregor's supposed to meet her on the bridge and let... Let's see, two and a half hours. My guess is she's got to be somewhere downtown, right? She's probably holed up somewhere as close to the bridge as possible, so she doesn't have to drag Jack through the streets or, or into a car. But where would that be? Gabe, do you remember anything she said at the dinner? You have a boyfriend? Huh? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah, uh, sorry, I, I was just surprised for a minute. Never mind. Why is that a surprise? And, and what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. Not a thing. I was just confused. Don't worry, you are not the one who is confused, mon cher. Edmond, 
Do you remember anything in particular that this woman who calls herself Miss St. Clair said? She talked a good deal about her supposed society life in New York. But I suppose all of that was just lies. She was very taken with Monsieur Aranque. Yes, I tried to get Aranque here, but those silly police are insisting he stay for further questioning. They seem to think he might still be an accomplice. And she was very intrigued by the conversation of Monsieur Nobbs, was she not, Edmond? Yes, that's right. She seemed to have a lot of questions for Monsieur Nobbs about his work. Monsieur Nobbs? Percy Erskine Nobbs, dear, the architect. Oh, yeah. Limey fellow with a pince-nez and a mustache. Yeah, seemed like he spent a lot of time hobnobbing over with him. Ubs-nubzing, if you will. I will not. An architect. Did he design any buildings here in Edmonton? Something at the university here as his work, yes? Yes, that wonderful Romanesque revival thing on campus. But he did something else here, too. Let me see... Was he not one of the uh, architects who contributed to the legislature? Yes, of course, that's it. And that was the building Miss St. Clair kept asking him about. The legislature? A provincial seat of government sure wouldn't be my first choice to hide a kidnapped detective in. No, but it's in the right place. Sure, right by the bridge. Why she want to pick up the diamond at the bridge anyway? That's another thing I don't understand. You don't do a ransom drop from somewhere with no easy getaway. So why would she pick the middle of a bridge in the middle of a snowstorm? Have you ever seen a ransom drop before? No, I'm just guessing. Too bad we don't have a criminal here to ask. Hiya, Miss Dell. Hi, everyone. Sorry we're late. You called the gangsters, too? Of course. I arranged to have them bailed out. I feared the police would want to retain them as well. But they seem to be pretty well convinced these boys aren't exactly master criminals. Yeah. We finally got him to believe we was just the fall guy. Yeah, the patsies. Yeah, the... Okay, <laughs> all right, wonderful. Have you boys ever held anyone for ransom before? We've helped out with a couple of ransom jobs, sure. Uh, pretty tame stuff, mostly, understand? Yeah, nothing likely to turn ugly. Of course, uh, your thing about blood. Could everyone stop bringing that up all the time? My question is... Let's say you arranged to pick up a ransom on the high-level bridge. Where would you hide out with the person you kidnapped until it was time to make the swap? Ooh, now that's a tricky one. A funny place to pick up a ransom, ain't it? I thought so. Well, let's see. You want to be real close to the bridge, right? So you could, uh... Ooh, you could bundle up real warm and dig a hole at the top of the river valley. You just hunker down between some trees. Or you could rig up some ropes so you and your kidnappy could hang upside down from the underside of the bridge like a couple of bats. Or you could crouch under the river ice in a diving suit until it was time to make the swap. Or you could just hide in the steam tunnels under the legislature. The what? You never heard of the steam tunnels under the legislature? Most people haven't, Harry, remember? Unless you're using them as a quick hideout after you've stolen some stuff. Not that we ever did that. There are secret tunnels under the legislature? Oh, sure. A whole network of them. Yeah, that'd be a great place to hide with somebody you kidnap. Yeah, especially if you had to take them to the high-level bridge afterwards. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Do you think it's possible that's where this Vivian dame is taking Miss Cassidy? Okay. Okay, well, I guess I'd better head over there. Jack has a gun in the safe here. I, I guess that's all I can bring with me. All you can bring with you? Silly girl. There's no I about it, Miss Drembitsky. We're all going to come help rescue Jack. All of you? 
Of course. We wouldn't miss something this exciting in a million years. Jack could have got killed if it hadn't been for me and my golf club last time. I can't leave her to handle this on her own. It's really the least we can do. Well, okay, I guess. I guess let's all go rescue my boss. And don't forget your coats, everyone. That snow is really starting to come down. Well? Well what? Well, what now? Well, how much longer do we have to sit here in the dark? Well, aren't you going to gleefully explain your evil scheme to me? That's usually what you're supposed to do when you have the hero tied up in your dungeon. Oh, you listen to too many radio serials. What am I supposed to call you, by the way? Vivian will do nicely, for now. I've been enjoying being Vivian St. Clair. Do you really think you can swap me for the diamond and be on your merry way? I mean, surely there must be more to it than that. If there is, it's hardly your concern. How can it not be my concern? It's my whole concern. Are you going to murder me once you've got it? Because, just by way of example, that would concern me. You know, Jacqueline, my darling, if I tell you my evil plan now, I have that much more motivation to pitch you off the bridge after I have the diamond safe in my hands. Rather than have you blab it to your police friends. Wouldn't you agree? Bridge? What bridge? The high-level bridge. <laughs> I suppose there's no harm in telling you where I've scheduled to exchange you for the diamond. The high-level bridge? Why? Evie will have gone straight to the police, and they'll be sure to have the roads blocked off at once. Oh, yes. I'm quite sure they will. But... Oh... But you won't be escaping by road. We'll see. I keep forgetting you still have another accomplice you haven't disposed of yet. The fellow who hired Sid and Harry, right? So, let's see. You make the swap. Fling me over the side of the bridge. Your accomplice shows up. Snatches you out of the waiting clutches of the police by biplane. And then, I suppose, you pitch him out of the plane somewhere over Lake Athabasca and keep the goods for yourself. How am I doing? That sound about right? I haven't decided about flinging you off yet. I may not. Either way, that's a mighty screwy plan, Vivian. You're the one who outlined it, dear, not me. Well, if you're at all interested in my input, I have to say that I much prefer the version where I don't fall to my death. Yes. On reflection, I think perhaps I do too. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, would you like a cigarette? No thanks. I'll pass. Don't give me that look of mistrust. Do you really think I also keep a case of poison cigarettes in my evening bag? Honestly? Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. No, I just felt it was bad manners to light up in front of you without offering you one as well. But I suppose I'd have to untie your hands, wouldn't I? What if I gave you my solemn promise I wouldn't pop you on right in the snoot as soon as you did? No, not quite good enough. I didn't care for the relish with which you said that. Here, have a drag on mine at least. Go on, it's quite safe. Thanks. Jack, would you ever consider... What was that? Beats me. I still don't know where the hell we are. You stay there. Don't get any bright ideas. Bright ideas? I'm still lashed to this pipe, in case you hadn't noticed. And bringing out your equalizer like that ain't gonna... Effie? Stop right there! Why don't you stop right there, you slimy snake? a girl, Effie. You tell her. 
Who are all you people? Oh, uh, that there is Effie Strambitsky, uh, and I'm Harry, and this is my pal Sid. I think it was a sort of rhetorical question, Harry. We are Jack's friends, and we've come to rescue her. Now drop your gun. Or what, my dear Miss Strambitsky? Or I'll fill you full of daylight. <laughs> Will you indeed? Have you ever shot a woman in cold blood before? My blood's pretty hot right about now, Vivian. So it seems. And yet, I still can't quite picture a sweet little thing like you plugging me just like that. I think perhaps I'll call your bluff. Yeah? And what if you pictured a sweet little thing like me taking the gun and plugging you? That's a hell of a lot easier to imagine, isn't it? Yeah, or me. Pretty easy to picture a tough guy like me plugging you, ain't it? Not that I ever actually scragged anybody in person before, but uh, but there's a first time for everything. Gentlemen, please, there's no need for anyone to get... scragged. Suppose we keep this simple? Suppose you hand over Miss Dell's diamond, Mr. Mitsky, and you and your boss can return to your charming little detective's office in peace? No, I think I prefer the option where you either scram or you have to start picking lead out of your navel. Ah, you haven't got the diamond then. Or did you, perhaps, allow the police to confiscate it? Put the gun down, Vivian. You're outnumbered. Yes. But you see, I can't just walk away if you're unable to provide me with what I need. So, let me propose a counteroffer. You can't kill us all. She can definitely kill some of us, though. Are you sure this was a good idea, Edmond? Since when was this my idea, Jean? Having given the matter some consideration, I really think that if I were to shoot someone, it would certainly be easiest to shoot the person closest to me right now. Jack! Hey, whoa, whoa! If you kill me, how's that gonna help you get a hold of your rock? That sergeant of yours isn't what one would call a genius. He needn't discover he's exchanging the diamond for your corpse until it's too late. But it would be much easier if your secretary would consider putting down her own gun and walking away. Fat chance. I'm going to give you until three. One. Flogger Effie! Shut your eyes, Sid. Two. Vivian, what are you- The thrilling adventures of Jack Cassidy will return in a moment. But first, we'd like to ask an important favor of you, the listener. If you're enjoying the fiendish, fervid finale of your favorite feisty female flatfoot, please take a moment to subscribe to Hard Boiled. And while you're at it, Leave a rating and perhaps a friendly review on the platform where you're listening to this program. And, if you're a fan of Jack Cassidy and her adventures, why not tell the world? Share a link to our show on Facebook. Tweet about us on Twitter. Teach your grandmother who loves radio serials how to use Spotify. Jack and her friends will be very grateful to you if you do. We now return you to the episode in progress. The, uh, stuff that dreams are made of. She didn't hit me. You didn't hit me. I wasn't trying to hit you, darling. You... the pipe. She's aiming for the pipe. Effie, get back! Is everyone all right? This suit will never be the same. Jack! Jack! Miss Cassidy? Jack! That woman must have managed to drag her off in the clouds of steam. No, 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 damn it! Which way did they go? I think she dragged Jack through here, but the door's shut. It's blocked off! How did she do it that fast? 
We can get that door open for you. Yeah, in a jiffy. You got your tool bag, Sid? Always, Harry. Don't fret, Miss Strembitsky. We'll be on a tailgate in two shakes. Maybe three or four shakes. Yeah, she jammed this door, but good. I thought you were supposed to be the best safe crackers this side of the Rockies. This ain't a safe. It's a door. Anyway, Canada ain't a country that has many safe crackers in it. We'll get it open, though. Don't you worry. We had her. We were this close to rescuing Jack, and I let her get away. <laughs> oh, Miss Strembitsky, you did the best you could have done. We'll save her yet, Effie. Don't you worry. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't mean to make a scene. You've got every right to be upset, Effie. I don't know what I'd do if my Sam were held at gunpoint and dragged off by some lunatic. Yeah, and I don't know what I'd do if... Actually, I guess I know exactly what I'd do if Millie were being held at gunpoint by some lunatic. But don't you believe I was as cool and collected as I seemed when I realized what was going on? Crying sure ain't gonna help Jack, though. Yes, but a little crying seems like a perfectly natural response if you're in love with someone who is in grave danger, no? Yeah. Wait, what? Um, <clears throat> nothing. Hey, boys, um, how are you coming with that door? And nearly there, Mansua! What, what do you mean, in love with someone? Uh, nothing, uh, rien, a slip of the tongue. Are you saying. Are you saying you think I'm in love with Jack? I didn't say that. Did anyone else hear me say that? And, and you, Mrs. Buller, you were talking about your husband, and uh, Gabe, you were talking about your wife the, the same way. Like you were talking about. I mean, Jack's just my boss. We're not... Jack's always just been my boss. Oubliez qu'on était censé la laisser y arriver par elle-même. Je sais, je m'excuse, c'est sorti tout seul. I mean, Jack's a woman, and... And I'm also a woman, and I have boyfriends, lots of them. None that you care about quite as much as you care about Jack, I seem to remember you saying. Well, no, of course not. That's normal, right? Jack's just... Cleverer and, and more interesting than any of the boys I've known. I mean, you know, I, I like spending my time around her more because she's just more fun to be around than most of my boyfriends. But that don't mean I'm in love with her. It doesn't? Well, see, you're a man, so maybe you don't understand this. But the thing about being a woman is, at some point you realize that some women are just more charming and fascinating than any man will ever be. And maybe you have more in common with your best friend than you ever will with a boyfriend, but that's just how it is. And if your friend is more attractive than any of your boyfriends, that's just because women, objectively speaking, are more attractive than men as a general rule. And why are you shaking your heads? Speaking personally, I've never seen a woman as attractive as my Sam. What an absurd general rule. Did you see Senor Enrenque and his mustache? <laughs> it, it was an okay mustache. I guess, but, but, uh, I'm not, look, even if it's true that I care about Jack very much, more than I've ever cared about any boyfriend, or maybe anyone at all, and, and even if it's true that this has been the worst day of my life because I'm so scared of something happening to her, and I don't know what I'd do if anything did happen to her, and I'd probably lay down my life to save her if I had to, and even if it's true that Jack's probably the kindest person I've ever met in my life, and the cleverest, and the funniest, and the handsomest, and, and, and... Jiminy Christmas.
was drenching us both with steam immediately before dragging me out of the building in the snow at gunpoint all part of the plan? Because it'll be a lot harder for you to collect your ransom if we're both ice cubes. Pick up your pace if you're uncomfortable. Vivian, remember a few hours ago when somebody jabbed a powerful sedative into my neck? It's all I can do to put one foot in front of the other at all. I seriously doubt I can walk across the bridge in this weather, so I hope you're prepared to eventually start dragging me along behind you like a sled. Yeah, luckily we're not going to be walking the rest of the way to the bridge. What then? You got yet another accomplice you ain't killed yet, waiting with a motor car? My remaining ally. Accomplice? If you must be vulgar about it, is in charge, as you correctly surmised, of my dear little de Havilland. They had to make sure someone extricated it from the hangar before the police arrived, and that it would be waiting to rendezvous with me once our transaction is complete. Well then, I hope you're prepared to drive a motor car, yourself, on Edmonton Roads in the middle of the blizzard, because it ain't exactly a picnic. I will admit that I hadn't exactly factored this weather into my plans. You see, this is what happens when Yanks come up and try to take over the Canadian jewel thief market. You probably didn't even think to buy winter tires, did ya? <laughs> I haven't a motor car either. Well, if we're not walking, uh, and we're not driving, how do you plan to get onto the bridge? And why are you cocking that gun again? Vivian? Is there any sign of them? No. Any footprints they might have left when they came out of the building would have been buried or blown away almost immediately. But we're nearly at the bridge now, and that's sure to be where Vivian's taken her. Can anyone see anything on the bridge? I can barely see three feet in front of me. Are you alright, Shiri? Who? Me? Yeah, I think so. I'm just so angry we let her get away! I meant, uh, with, uh, uh, everything you have to think about right now. Jean. For example, do you know what you are going to say to Jack when you rescue her? Jean. I don't know. I don't know. It's all so confusing. I mean, do you think, do you think there's the tiniest chance she might feel the same way about me? Absolutely not. Yes. Sure. Wait, really? Hey, look, there's Sergeant McGregor. Sarge. Uh, hey, Sarge. Effie, what are you doing here? I thought I told you to stay in the office and have a cup of tea. Yeah, you did. And then I ignored everything you said. Hang on, Miss Dell? And is that Slippery Sid and Horseface Harry? What on earth have you been doing, Effie? Well, funny you should ask, Sarge. You see, we figured out where Vivian was hiding and where she was keeping Jack, and we went to rescue her. What? Jack's okay? Well, the rescue didn't go exactly as planned, and Vivian did sort of escape with Jack in tow. Oh! Well, gee, Effie, you're telling me that you, a secretary, teamed up with an elderly society hostess, two dim-witted criminals, and I don't even know who these two are, and yet, somehow, you weren't able to defeat an experienced criminal with no help from the police? Well, now, what a shock! Elderly? Dim-witted? Criminals? Uh, the Sarge already knows what criminals said. Oh, yeah. I could have had help from the police. We're the ones who figured out where Jack was, after all. We could have led you there if you hadn't just told me to beat it. I didn't tell you to beat it. I was trying to be very diplomatic. But since it apparently didn't sink in, I'll say it now. Beat it! There's a dangerous criminal on that bridge, and we're in a very difficult situation. And I do not need civilians running around poking their noses where they don't belong! Oh yeah? Well guess what, pal? I realized today that my nose definitely belongs wherever Jack's nose is, and I ain't budging. And apparently you ain't either, since you just said Vivian and Jack are on the bridge, and here you are just standing around. Why don't you go and save her if you're such a marvelous cop? And, and, and where is she? 
I, I can't see her. That's because she isn't on the road or the footpath. She hijacked a streetcar. What? You heard me. It was empty except for the driver. He'd had to stop with the way this storm is picking up. And Vivian dragged Jack aboard, booted out the driver at gunpoint, and steered it herself onto the bridge. See it? It stopped. Right out there in the middle. We've been keeping an eye on it with these binoculars. But it's tricky with the snow. Well, go on then. She's where she said she'd be. You got the diamond. Go swap it for Jack. First of all, Miss Strempitsky, you do not give me orders. Sure I do. I'm doing it right now. Second of all, it ain't so simple. It's not safe for anyone to be on the bridge right now. Not even on the main road. Not even in a car or on foot. If we hadn't blocked off the roads on account of the kidnapping, we'd have blocked them off anyway in this storm. And you want what? I should clamber up and balance along the frozen streetcar tracks with wind speeds like this? Yes. And fall to my death? You're a big, strong cop. Crawl on your stomach and hang onto the tracks real tight. Look, she ain't going anywhere. That streetcar may well be stalled out up there. We've got boys posted on either end of the bridge, ready to move as soon as the storm dies down a bit. Okay? What? Okay? <sighs> okay. Okay? Yeah, I'm sorry, Sarge. I just got so worried. But you're right. I don't know how to handle this. What was I doing thinking I could rescue Jack? Mr. Mbitsky. No! The Sarge was right all along. I'm not a detective. I'm just a secretary. I think maybe... I think maybe I should just go back and tidy the office after all. There's nothing I can do here. That's the idea, Effie. It's all going to be all right. You'll see. We'll have Jack delivered safe and sound to your office just as soon as we can. Yeah. Well... Thanks, Sarge. Thanks, everybody. You are not seriously just going to leave. What can I do here besides make a nuisance of myself? Well, young man, I certainly hope you're proud of yourself. I can't believe she's just taken off and not coming back. No, I do not think I can believe it either. Well, here we are, in a blizzard. 150 feet in the air in a stolen streetcar whose engine just failed. Was this all part of your cunning plan, too? Shut up. Oh, now it's me who's being told to shove it. Shut up, shut up. I need to think. Think about what? It's five minutes to the deadline you gave out to meet us on the bridge, right? Here I am, and here you are, and there's the bridge. But I don't see any sign of anyone approaching with a diamond. Do you? They're there. Most likely just waiting for the storm to die down a little. We'll just have to sit here and wait for a while. Sure. Does your getaway plane know that? For that matter, how's your getaway plane of flying in a blizzard? And where exactly is he going to pick you up from if you're stuck in a streetcar in the middle of a bridge? Shut up. You know, this is the first time I've seen you lose that charming composure of yours. At least the first time I've seen it that it wasn't a load of hooey. On the whole, I'm not sure I can bring myself to muster up much sympathy. Of course, you may still pitch me off this bridge, but at least the last thing I'll have seen is Vivian St. Clair, or whatever her real name is, dramatically failing to complete her life's mit- What was that? I'm surprised you didn't recognize it. You've seen movies, and I know you've done it yourself at least once before. The hell are you doing kissing me while you're holding me prisoner, and your evil plan collapses around you? It seemed like an effective way to temporarily shut you up. Vivian... You can't possibly be trying to seduce me again. I already know you're the bad guy, remember? 
Vivian? It was. Enjoyable. First time. I wanted to see if it would be again, that's all. What? Kissing me? You know, you're not the first person who's played the sap for me, as you put so charmingly. I know. I was in the room when you murdered the sap who immediately preceded me. But you are the first woman, and it was different with you, somehow. I, I don't... I don't know. It seemed like I enjoyed it more during, and felt a bit worse afterwards. All right. What are you trying to pull? I'm not trying to pull anything, Jack. I'm telling you truthfully that when I left Edmonton, I was very taken aback to discover I actually felt guilty for what I did to you. You didn't do anything to me, except make a fool of me. Yes. Well, I, personally, would probably feel guiltier about scragging someone than making a fool out of them. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Why are you telling me all this? I don't know. Except that we're trapped in the streetcar and there's nothing else to do. You're seriously telling me that you drugged me, kidnapped me, held me at gunpoint, dragged me through the snow, and now, belatedly, as we wait for someone to show up and ransom me, you'd like to squeeze in a quick apology? I suppose that is what I'm telling you. Well, gee, that's real sweet of you. Almost sweet enough to make me forget that these cords are cutting off circulation in my wrists, and I'm still seeing two of everything. I wish the Sarge would hurry up. So do I. So, when you get this rock, always assuming you escape and manage not to fall to your death in the North Saskatchewan, will you have the full necklace? Are you planning to retire, take it easy, go straight? Goodness, no. I'm following a lead to Istanbul after this. How thrilling. It is, isn't it? Certainly a good deal more thrilling than running a little business in a one-horse Canadian town, I should think. Oh, I get thrills enough. For instance, just this week I was kidnapped by an international jewel thief. <laughs> yes. And when she leaves, and you return to your dreary little office and your dreary little milksop of a secretary? Effie is not! Oh dear! I found another exposed nerve. Perhaps I should have said your perfectly normal secretary. Your perfectly normal, healthy secretary with perfectly normal, healthy tastes, which include, as I gather, a great number of boyfriends. And do not, I need hardly remind you, include... Shove it! Ah, and once again the tables have turned. I don't wish to hurt you, merely to remind you that there may not be as much tying you to Edmonton as you'd like to suppose. What are you saying? I'm saying, perhaps you'd be better suited to a job with fewer strict restraints. A job where people could better appreciate your talents. Oh, you mean like, jewel thievery? Perhaps. Either you're leading me down an extremely convoluted garden path, or you're cracked. Why on earth- Can you really pretend you're absolutely satisfied with your life here, Jack? Don't you get tired of being patronized? Condescended to? Relying on the help of men like the sergeant? I... Wouldn't you prefer to live life on your own terms? I do quite a lot of living life on my own terms right now. No, certainly. Within your limited capacity in this limited environment. But will you always be happy? Running a small business in a small town in a barely civilized country? Oh, of course, while pining after someone utterly beyond your reach? Hey, Vivian. You know where I hear it's real hard to live life on your own terms? Prison. Well, have it your own way. But don't say I didn't... Um, didn't what? Shh. What? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? I just hear the wind. Why are you all still hanging around here? We want to see what happens, of course. We are all worried about Miss Cassidy, too. Well, don't get any more ideas about rescue attempts. Shh, all of you, listen. That's just a motor car. It's coming closer. Beats me why people are still going out driving in a storm like this. 
Look! Headlights! Up on the streetcar tracks! They're coming this way! What the hell? What kind of lunatic would drive a car up on the tracks? Oh no. I guess she finished cleaning the office. Stop! Stop! You'll kill yourself! Hey, stop! Stop her! Damn it! She's lost her mind! She's a very impressive driver, though. <laughs> oh, sure. Right until she goes careening off the bridge into the river. She won't. Probably. Oh, jeepers! What's she gonna do? Sarge, give me those binoculars! I don't believe this. Effie? She made it to the streetcar. Oh, geez, she's getting out. She's scooting along the very edge of the tracks to the streetcar door. Oh, you take them, Sid. I can't watch. Or you could give the binoculars back to me as they're mine. She's getting closer. She's hanging on the sides of the streetcar. <gasps> what, what? Oh, no. No, she's okay. She almost lost her footing, but she's okay now. I'm taking the binoculars back. No. I'm taking them back. Oh, I can't watch this. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Oh, jeepers. Give them here. Well now, Miss Strempitsky. How delightful to see you again so soon. But I confess, I didn't anticipate- Shut up! Cripes! What? what? She bopped her one! F me bopped that Vivian dame right on the noggin! Tool or something. Some kind of- I got her gun! I got your gun, you slimy snake! Okay, Effie, you got her. She's out cold. I told you I added some extra tools to my purse, didn't I? Well, Pauline still runs like a dream, even on streetcar tracks in a blizzard, but I still figured you never know when you might need a wrench, and it turns out you never do know when you might need a wrench. Effie! And she was right when she said I wouldn't shoot a dame in cold blood, and I wouldn't shoot a woman in hot blood either, but it turns out I got no problem bonking a dame on the noodle in any kind of blood, especially when- Effie, are you all right? Me? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you all right? Oh, gee, you're still all tied up. Here, let me. Effie, you didn't have to do this. The cops would have come for me when the storm died down, right? Yeah, but who knew how long that was going to take? And I couldn't just... I couldn't just leave you out here with her. I didn't know what she might be doing to you, especially in the middle of a bridge in a snowstorm. She could have thrown you off at any time. I don't think she would have. You don't know that. And I didn't know that. And McGregor didn't know that. And I... There. Are your wrists okay? My wrists are fine, but... But your poor hands, F, they're freezing. And I had to come out here anyway, because I had to see you, because I sort of... Well, down in the steam tunnels, I sort of did some detective work, and I sort of solved a case. You sure solved the mystery of where I was. No, not that. A different mystery. A bigger one. Actually, I think some people cracked it before me. Primula Dell and Jean and Edmond and some other folks, but I got there in the end. I, I finally cracked it. Effie, what are you talking about? What's this case that Primula Dell solved? It's the case of why I never want to have another boyfriend, and why I only want to spend all my time at work, and why I just risked my life, and more importantly, Pauline's life, to drive at breakneck speed along a frozen bridge in a snowstorm. Because you being in danger was the worst possible thing I could imagine. And all I could think was that I had to do something about it, because if anything happened to you, it would be the worst thing in the world. Because... Because I love you, Jack Cassidy. You mean, you love me as an employer? <laughs> no, not as an employer. Or as a friend. I mean, 
I mean, I love you. What's happening now? I can't tell. Vivian looks like she's unconscious. And Jack and Effie look like they were just talking. But now Effie's face is blocking Jack's face. Really? Yeah. Now they're just staying like that and they ain't moving. <laughs> Weird. You've really been in love with me this whole time? From the moment you walked into the office. Gosh. <laughs> Maybe we're not very good detectives. Well, some cases just take a while to crack. So, what now? Looks like the snow's starting to let up a bit. Yeah, maybe we'd better let the cops rescue us, so they can feel like they did something useful. We better tie up Vivian first, though. Gee, I completely forgot about Vivian for a minute there. <laughs> Me too. But she should be coming around any minute, so we should... What the hell? Where did she go? She was lying there unconscious just a minute ago. Jack, the door's open. She must have slipped out. Where does she think she's going? Come on, she must still be out on the tracks. She can't have got far. I don't see her, do you? Where could she possibly have... Oh gosh, Jack, look! Footprints! They go right off the side of the bridge. She jumped? Or fell. It's still awfully slippery out there, especially for an American in high heels. I can't believe, after all of that, now she's just... just... Effie, do you hear that? Such a charming little restaurant this is. Wong's Public Lunch Cafe, you said it's called? That's right. Another friend of ours used to work here. Well, I'm so glad you suggested this little gathering of your posse comitatus here. And so generous of you to invite the sergeant too when no one particularly wanted him. Hey, I'm right here. Yes, I know you are, darling. Well, you all helped save my life. I figured the least I could do was treat you to some dumplings. To be perfectly frank, Mademoiselle Cassidy, Mostly, we just watched while Mademoiselle Strembinski did all their work. That's not true. Everyone helped. Yeah, you might never have got to the bridge if we hadn't got that door open. Yeah, we were practically the linchpins of the whole operation. Heroes, you might say. You know, technically, you two still did rob a bank last week. Technically, we didn't rob nothing, Sarge, on account of how there weren't nothing left in the bank to rob. And after that, we helped toward a major criminal. Uh, don't that count for something? <laughs> Oh, the Sarge will see what he can do about getting you off lightly, won't you, Sarge? We'd be real appreciative, Sarge. And after that, we really will go straight. Yes, sir. No more taking jobs from shady characters in nightclubs for us. Although, boy, I ain't never met anyone as shady as that Vivian dame. Did you ever find out for sure what became of her, Sergeant? No, we never found her body. And it should have been easy, with the river frozen solid. What's the alternative? That she managed to jump off a bridge onto a moving biplane and escape through the air? I don't know. Somehow I don't think we've seen the last of her, though. Well, if she ever shows up again, I'll be ready with a wrench. And I think perhaps I'll be donating my diamond to a museum. Let them deal with any future jewel heists. I would like to propose a toast. Ear, ear. To not being murdered by jewel thieves. To thrilling adventures to excellent copy for future plays. To true love. Where does true love come into this? No, I just like to listen to love in general. And to the Jack Cassidy Detective Agency. Cheers! Cheers. Salty. Oh, uh, by the way, it's not called the Jack Cassidy Detective Agency anymore. No? Well, I'm taking on a new partner. 
Really? Well, you'll have to introduce me sometime. Okay. Sarge, this is my partner, Effie Strombitsky, P.I. What? She always did at least half the mystery solving anyway. Yeah, and we think Castian Strombitsky Detective Agency has a real nice ring to it. Sure, a two-dame detective agency. <laughs> Why not? Well, I hope you two are very happy as partners. Well, thank you, Sarge. I think we will be. Oh, Jack, we better dash. It's almost time. Oh, right. Off to solve a few more murders, you two. No, uh, Effie got us movie tickets for tonight. What'd you say the film was, F? It's called Sylvia Scarlet. Oh, the one with Cary Grant. The one with Catherine Hepburn. Right. The one with Catherine Hepburn. This episode of Hard Boiled featured the voices of Karis Backstrom as Jack Cassidy, Lauren Hughes as Effie Strambitsky, Murray Farnell as Sergeant McGregor, Rory Turner as Slippery Sid and Premier Liddell, Helen Belay as Vivian St. Clair and Effie Ballard, Trevor Duplessis as Gabriel Cardinal, Emmanuel Doubledom as Edmond Jolie, Andre Prevost as Jean de Montesquieu, and Michael Vetch as Horseface Harry, and as always, your announcer. Hard Boiled is written and directed by Celia Taylor, and edited and produced by Tegan Sagansky, with an original score and sound design by Dave Clark. The thrilling installment you've just heard brings an end to the saga of Jack Cassidy, for now. Would you like to hear more of the continued adventures of the Cassidy and Strombitsky Detective Agency? Why not leave us a nice review saying so, and perhaps give us a rating as well? Hard Boiled is presented in association with the Edmonton Pride Center, and with the support of the Edmonton Heritage Council, the Edmonton Community Foundation, and the Edmonton Arts Council. We'd like to thank them one last time, and we'd also like to thank you, our loyal listeners. We hope you had as much fun listening to the show as we had recording it. Until next time, this has been Hard Boiled.